0: So first of all, a little bit of question. How many of you have this book in your home? If you don't, there's some left, pick them up. My second question is more important. How many of you have started to read it? Not too bad. This isn't just a Lenten book, but guess what? Chapter 30, that would be 30 days into Lent, has the introduction for today, listen to it. There's one fundamental truth that we each need to come to grips with if we want to grow spiritually. Unless we're willing to embrace this truth, any spiritual growth we do experience will be stilted, minimal, and not a fraction of what is actually possible. It may be the first truth of the spiritual life. It is a truth that we need to be constantly reminded of. Others can and will remind us of this truth. But as we grow in wisdom, we learn to remind ourselves this is the truth. We don't see things as they really are, especially ourselves. We all think we have 20-20 vision in life, but we don't. We don't see things as they really are. In other words, we all got blind spots. We all got blind spots. The National... Traffic Safety Highway Association, uh, you look this up, because that's what red-blooded Americans do when they want to find something up, you Google things. And uh, they said that last year, there were over 840,000 accidents attributed to blind spots. And I submit to you today that there were a hell of a lot more in our spiritual lives. Because we all have blind spots. But today, we want to think about there's a difference between the blind spots that we really can't see or the ones that we choose not to see. Now, through the courtesy of Jason Sullivan, I sat in his truck this week and sat in the driver's seat and looked at the rearview mirror on the end of that sucker and I thought, I would have killed anybody within the county if I'd have been driving that thing. And there are a lot of blind spots. But that's the kind of blind spot that you can't see. There's also ones that we don't want to look at, huh? And so, one of the things I thought about that was totally ironic is, do you remember what our Lenten theme was three years ago? Do you remember what it was? I'll give you a clue. The poster had glasses on it. It was 2020 vision. We started Lent. COVID hit. We shut down the 19th of March. And I submit to you that we saw more blind spots in ourselves, in our church, and in our country than we have ever seen before. All because of a dumb disease. So, we take a look at the scriptures this week in which are a great instruction for us. It comes out of this introduction from chapter 30. And the first reading that we have from Samuel so we have this great story about the prophet, he wants to anoint somebody. He wants to anoint somebody to do God's work. So the guy goes, okay, here are my sons, all seven of these big strapping guys. And he goes, nope, none of these. Is this all you got? And he said, well, there is one more, Christopher, out in the field. Well, bring them in here. So they brought him in and the prophet says, yep, this is the one, and he said, Do not judge by appearance, not as man sees, does God see, because man sees the appearance of the Lord in the heart. And so the first blind spot that we all do, most of us as human beings, all of us do, is we just judge by what we see. And we all know that you can't tell a book by its cover, but we sure live our lives that way a lot. And so we don't look below, we don't look for more important, more in-depth kinds of things. We just kind of cruise along on the surface. God doesn't do that. That's why we need faith. That's why we need God. Because God shows us what the realities really are. It isn't just what you think. So, for example, pretend that you know somebody who's really crabby and negative. They don't go to St. Mark's. But pretend you know somebody like that. I hope you're not poking them because you're sitting next to them. Okay? If you look at them superficially, you go, my gosh, what a nag. And then you get to know them and you go, gosh, I'd be a nag too if I had all that stuff happen to me. You can't tell a book by its cover. So then we take a look at that, trying to. kind of put it together with this great reading that we have from Ephesians today, we'll hear this same reading in the Easter season. And it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord, so live as children of the light, for light produces every goodness and righteousness and truth. And so blind spots are the dark spots of our lives. Those are the things that that we need somebody else to shed light on to give us some enlightenment, some insight, huh? And we need that, again, and our faith does it. It sheds light on things. Otherwise, we kinda running around in the darkness all the time, and we're told that we are children of the light. It says, it's shameful even to mention some of the things done by people in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. So, not surprising. And when people start to go down the southern path, they don't go to church anymore because church, makes them, church brings light to those things. And they don't want to look at it. So you run away from the light. It's a lot easier that way. It's self-fulfilling, so true. But it really comes home to roost in today's gospel of the man born blind. And it's crazy because the, the man born blind is the only one who has 20-20 vision in the whole thing. Now let's just look at the high points of this. So Jesus and the boys are walking along and there's this beggar. Oh, give me some money, I can't see. And the disciples weren't moved by the fact that he couldn't see. Their question was, Rabbi, who sinned? Him or his parents? Why he's blind? So the prevailing thought in those days is that if there was something wrong with you, God didn't like you and you deserved it. Some people still think that way. There's a blind spot. And Jesus says, No, neither his parents, nor him or his parents sinned. It's to show the works of God through him. So this guy's this way for an example for us to learn something. And then the crazy part about this is that the actual miracle is about three lines. He gets a little clay, smears it on his eyes, says, Go wash your face. The guy washes his face. He can see. That's it. But what was the problem? Well, first they said, hey, wasn't that the guy who was blind? And the neighbor said, "Uh, no, just looks like him. No, somebody else said, yeah, it was. So then they took him to the religious rite. And uh, what happened? What was the problem with the healing? You know what happened. It was on the wrong day, for God's sake. I can say that, we're in church. He was healed. So on the wrong day. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have done it on Monday. So they chewed him out. They chewed him out, and they asked him, "Okay, how did this work?" Well, I don't know how it worked. I just he put he put clay on my eyes. I went and washed them out, and now I can see. So the Jews still didn't believe that he had been blind from birth. So they went to his parents. The poor guy would at least think that his parents would back up his story. Is this your kid who you say wasn't able to see when he was born? Yeah. How come he can see now? I don't know. He's a big boy, ask him. They're scared to death. Because if they had acknowledged that Jesus had healed him, they would have been thrown out of the temple. So. They were so scared, they were so blinded by that, that they go, well, you better ask him. And so they went back and asked him again. A second time they called the man who'd been blind and said, give God the praise, we know that this man is a sinner. And he goes, listen, I don't know if he's a sinner or not. I just know I couldn't see and now I can see. So talk about blindness. And so they said, well, tell us again. He said, I told you. And you wouldn't listen, talk about blind. Talk about blind. And so then the man said, this is what's great. This is what's so amazing that you don't know where he's from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't doesn't listen to sinners. So how could he do this? And then they jumped on him and they said, you were born totally in sin because you couldn't see. Talk about blindness. And you're telling us, you're preaching to us, and they threw him out. And then Jesus sought him out and he said, you believe the son of man? Yeah, who is he? I'm him. I'm him. And then comes this wonderful line, verses 40 and 41. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this. He said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see might see and those who do see might become blind. And the Pharisee says, surely you ain't talking to me. And Jesus said, if you were blind, you'd have no sin. But now you're saying, we see you say, and so your sin remains. Ouch. Ouch. We all have blind spots. We all need other people to help us to see them. And if we don't think we have blind spots, then you better either go to confession or your optometrist or both. You know, Tuesday, I had my second cataract surgery. And I said several weeks ago about how that changed over a period of time. It got a little cloudy and and less vivid and those kinds of things. That's what happens in our spiritual lives. That's what happens in our spiritual lives. And sometimes we need somebody else to help us to see that, huh? I mean, I can think of lots of examples from my own life. One was when I was growing up, my dad was an active alcoholic. And I think back now, and my focus was always on him and what he was doing and how that wasn't measuring up. And the big blind spot in my life at that point in time was how I was treating him. I had to repent of that. I didn't see that at the time. So that's why we need our faith. That's why we need Christ, who holds a mirror up to us so that we can see what we can't see on our own. The man born blind got off easy. Little spit, little saliva, took care of it. Our spiritual lives are a little bit more complicated. Not because they have to be, because we make them that way. No, I'm not like that. I don't have to look at that. I don't need to read a book like this. I'm not going to pick one up because I'm close to Jesus already. Blind. Blind. Jesus said to them and to us, If you were blind, you'd have no sin. But now you're saying, we see. So your sin remains. Are you talking to me?